Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Today we begin the first Mishnah in our Masechta. And it's interesting to note that while we call it Rosh Hashanah, that's what the Chachamim have as their Kabbalah, that we call it Rosh Hashanah. But the Torah actually calls it a Zichron Teruah, or a Yom Teruah, referencing to the shofar blasts. That the shofar has such a significant role on the day of Rosh Hashanah that it's called the Zichron, or the Yom Teruah, referencing to the shofar blasts. Interesting. But we call it Rosh Hashanah. That's what the Chachamim have as their Kabbalah. Okay, so there are actually four Rosh Hashanahs. Look at that. Our Ba'ar Rosh Hashanah Mahim, there are four Rosh Hashanahs. What's that? The Echad Benisan, the first of Nisan, right? The months of the year are Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz, Av, El, Tishrei, Cheshvon, Kislev, Teves, Shvat, and then Adar, right? Those are the 12 months of the Jewish year. So there are four Rosh Hashanahs throughout the Jewish year. On the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for the Malachim, for the Jewish kings, or Lagalim, and for the Yom Tovim. On the first of Elul, Rosh Hashanah for the Maisa Behemoth, for the giving the tithes of your animals. And that's a dispute. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon, they say that no. They say, Be'echer B'Tishrei, it's really the first of Tishrei, for the tithes of the animals. Be'echer B'Tishrei, and on the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for the Lashanah, for the years. Shemitin is for the Shemitah cycle, the seven-year Shemitah cycle. Yovlos is for the Jubilee year, the Yovel year. Lenatia for plants, Lyakos, and for vegetables. And then Be'echad B'Shvat, on the first of Shvat, is Rosh Hashanah for Le'ilam, for the trees, according to Be'Shamai, where his Be'ez Hill says that no, it's B'Chamisha Asar, but it's on the 15th, it's on Tu B'Shvat, that's Rosh Hashanah for the trees. So these are the four Rosh Hashanahs throughout the year. And now let's go through it at length to describe, you know, what these days are referring to and the various concepts within. So our Baal Rosh Hashanah Mahim, we see there are four Rosh Hashanahs, four significant dates throughout the year that call a Rosh Hashanah, beginning of the new year. Be'echad Islam we said, was the Rosh Hashanah for the kings. What does that mean for the kings? So the Jewish kings, right, they would count the date of how long they would reign from, from Nisan. That means even if they started two months before Nisan, and then their reign went in, you know, I don't know, a few months into Nisan, we consider it already that they're in their second year. Because Nisan would be the cutoff point. That's when we start counting the new year when the Jewish kings would reign. And the halacha nafkamina, what comes out from this, according to halacha, is, is that let's just say a person is writing a contract. He's writing a shtar between a borrower and a lender, a malva and a lova. So the rule follows that if the lova, the borrower, defaults on the loan, the lender can come and collect from the borrower's assets. And if the borrower had sold his assets, then the lender could come collect from the purchasers that bought these assets from the borrower. Because the lender already has a lien on those assets. Now that lien is only going to be on assets sold after the loan was written up, but not prior. So that's why it's very important to note the date that this loan was written. It's also important to have the date on a loan to know, you know, what year you borrowed, when you when you borrowed, when you have to pay it back, etc., etc. But a major point here is that if the borrower defaults, which assets can the lender collect from? You can only, let's say, the lender, the, the borrower sold a hundred assets in his lifetime. You can only collect from assets that were sold after the loan was taken place. It's only on those does the lender have a lien on, but nothing prior. And they would use the dates of when the king would, the Jewish kings would reign on these contracts. You know, that was their standard protocol in those days. Okay. What about Rilora Gullim for the Yom Tovim? Why is it important to note for the Yom Tovim? So the first of Nisan would be when the Yom Tovim begin, meaning Pesach is the Nisan. So Pesach is the first of the high holidays. There are three high holidays, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. 
Now, why is it important to note that? So, Allah follows that if a person makes a nether, makes a promise, and he says, I'm going to bring a certain carbon to the base of Mikdash. The Allah is, is that he has, up until the three Yom Tovim pass, uh, in order to, in order to fulfill that promise. And if he doesn't, he transgresses the negative commandment, the law of Lot Sa'achir, and has a delay in bringing his, his nether, his promise. So, according to the Chachamim, it doesn't matter, you know, as long as three holidays pass, whether it's Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Shavuot, Sukkot, Pesach, Sukkot, Pesach, Shavuot, it doesn't matter. He transgresses that negative commandment. But according to Rav Shimon, he says that no, you have to have three in order. So now we see that Nisan is the beginning of the Yom Tovim. So according to Rav Shimon, and that's with the Mishnah Palace's opinion, you have to have a Pesach, you have to have a Shavuot, and you have to have a Sukkot in order. So according to Rav Shimon, if the guy made his promise, you know, before Shavuot, so it doesn't help us to have a Shavuot and a Sukkot and a Pesach to, to pass, because that's not an order. He'd have to have Shavuot, Sukkot, Pesach, and then again, Shavuot, Sukkot, five Yom Tovim to pass, not just three, because they have to be in order. So what we learn from here is that Nisan, the first of Nisan is the Rosh Chodesh, for, is the Rosh Hashanah for the Yom Tovim, that they start from Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, and according to Reb Shimon, if a person makes a promise, and in order to to transgress the negative commandment of not fulfilling that promise, he has to wait for the three Yom Tovim to pass by in order. And that's why it's important to note when the Yom Tovim start um, on the first of Nisan. The Gemara also explains that the first of Nisan was the Rosh Hashanah for the Chadashim, meaning from when we count the months, we start in Nisan. Um, also for the Iburim, if, you, if the, if the Beisdin, the court was going to make a, a leap year, they'd have to decide to make the previous year a leap year before uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And also for the uh, Truma of the Shkalim, they used to donate Shkalim to the, these coins to the base of Mikdash, and they would start bringing the Karbanas of the, of the, of the community. The cutoff point was Nisa, and that's when the years would start, you know, for the new years of donations of those coins. And some say even for Shir Spatim, for renting of houses, if a person says, I'll rent you my house for a year. When does the year start? It will start on Nisan. Okay. Next was Be'echad Be'el, the first of El, is Rosh Hashanah for the Maisa Behemoth, for giving a tith of your animals. This is learned out of Psukim in the Torah, and you can't give, right, every ten animals, you give one animal as Maiser. So what happens if I have a hundred animals, fifty from last year and fifty from this year? So I can't, you know, use some of, the, or have, you know, forty-five from this year and, and you know, uh, sixty-five from the, uh, and fifty-five from the other year. The rule is that you can only give Maiser a tith on the animals of that year. You can't combine, you know, the years together. You can't say, hey, I had 100 this year, I had 200 last year. Let me just give, you know, I have a total of 300. Let me give 30 now to exempt this year's and last year's. It doesn't work like that. You have to give a tith off of your animals each year to its year. You can't combine animals from one year to the next. And the cutoff point of that is the first of L. So the first of L is Rosh Hashanah for the Meiser Behemoth, for giving tithes of your animals. That you give each tith of your animals, every ten animals, you give one animal in its appropriate year. We don't combine a bunch of animals from year to year to give one giant, you know, mice, one giant tith. Rather, each year has its own year of giving the mice, of giving the tithes. And they explain over here that most animals are actually born in Av, the month before El. So therefore, it's appropriate that in Rosh Chodesh of Elul, first of Elul, will be the time that right after the animals are born, start giving the mice the tits of those animals. Rabbi Laz and Rabbi Shimon, they argue, they say it's Be'echad Betishr, it's the first of Tishr, that's the first of El, because they have a, just, a juxtaposition that they have from the 
tithes of animals, the tithes of grain. It's like the tithes of grain are, are done on the t- first of Tishrei, so to the tithes of the animals are done on the first of Tishrei as well. So they argue, but that'll be a dispute between, you know, either the first of El or the first of Tishrei, between the Tanakama and between Reb Elazar and Reb Shimon. Then we said, the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for the Shanam for the years. So the Gemara explains that this is referring to the, uh, the dates that the kings ruled in the Gentile world. Okay, so it would be the first of Tisha we count for how long kings had reigned in the Gentile world for the Gentile kings. Uh, others explain it's going on the actual years, meaning, you know, we're in year one, we're in year two. The Jewish year starts from the first of Tisha. We start counting the actual years of, you know, we're in 5778, 5779, etc. And then, of course, others say for Din, meaning our Rosh Hashanah. For the day, the Russian that we celebrate these days, that God judges the entire world is on the first of Tishrei. So that's for first of Tishrei. Then we have on the first of Tishrei, we also have Shemitin for the Shemitah, for the seven year Shemitah cycle. It always begins on the first of Tishrei. Yovlos, the Yovel, the Jubilee year begins on the first of Tishrei. So every, you know, every 50 years that you had the, the Yovel year, it always began on the first of Tishrei. Natiya, planting. Planting begins in the first of Tisha. What does that mean? So a person, there's a whole concept over here. Uh, a person plants a tree 45 days before the first of Tishrei, meaning there's two weeks for the tree, tree to take root. And then after those two weeks, there's 30 days for the, the, the tree is growing. And that's already considered 38, 30 days of a calendar year. We consider it a year in this regard. So now when the first of Tishrei comes up, right, we count as if the tree is in its second year, because it already had two weeks of taking root, and then 30 days of, we consider it as a year, and that was 45 days prior to the first of Tishrei. So now when the first of Tishrei comes along, you have it, you're already in your second year, okay? Then when the next Tishrei comes, you're in your third year, and then the halacha follows that the first three years of a tree are arla. You can't have any benefit from it, can't eat it, can't have any benefit. And then the fourth year is called Revai. You can eat it, but only in Yerushalayim. And then after the fifth year, you know, you could eat it anywhere. That's the standard uh, halachas of planting a tree in Israel. So now, after the third year, even when the, the first of Tisha, the fourth year comes along, if the tree now sprouted fruit, so now the fruit are still prohibited because of Arla. Why? Because even though the Tisha was a Rosh Hashanah for the plants, on Tubishvat is Rosh Hashanah for the trees. And this already became into a tree, so your plant turned into a tree. So therefore, um, you'd have to wait until uh, Tubishvat in order to get out of the stage of the Arla. And then from then on, the fruit would be considered the Revai of the fourth year that you can't, you can only eat it in Yerushalayim, right? And on Tubishvat, the Shana above the next year, they would leave Revai, and then you could just eat them standard wherever you are. So basically, first three years of a plant is Arla, you can't have any benefit and you can't eat from it. The fourth year is Revai, where you can only eat the fruit in Yerushalayim. And then the fifth year is when it's all done. But even though you can have your 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 three years for the Arla, right, or your four year for your Revai, you still have to wait till Tubishvat, because now you no longer have a plant, you have an actual fruit, and you have to wait till Tubishvat to eat that fruit. Um, well, your goes for the vegetables. So giving Maiz, giving a tith on vegetables, you can only do it uh, the, the cutoff point from year to year is Tishrei, also the first of Tishrei. And then the Echab the first of Shvat is Rosh Hashanah for the Elam. Like we just mentioned, it's Rosh Hashanah for the trees. These are the words of Beishamai. 
because they hold the uh, by the trees. You go after the chanata, after the fruit begins to sprout. Okay, and you can't give a tith of the fruit from the trees before Shvat on fruit that come after Shvat, meaning Shvat is a cutoff point from year to year. So too for Meiser Sheni and Meiser Ani, right? Meiser Sheni, Meiser Ani, Meiser Sheni is eaten in Yerushalayim, Meiser Ani is given to the poor people. So the fruit sprouted at the beginning of the third year of the Shemitah cycle before Shvat, even though they were picked after Shvat, we go after the sprouting point. And therefore we consider it as fruit of the second year, and therefore it's Meiser Sheni, because Meiser Sheni is in the second and sixth year. Whereas if it, the fruit spread out after Shvat, we give it a din of Maeser Ani because Maeser Ani is in the third and sixth year. I'm sorry, Maeser Shani is in the second and fourth, whereas um, second and fourth, I don't remember, it's second and something else, whereas Maeser Ani is in the third and the sixth. So if it's after the Shvat, if it sprouts after Shvat, we give it the, as the status of a third year as Maeser Ani. And Basil on Basil say Bachamisha Asar both that no Washashan of the trees is not on the first of Shvat, but rather it's on two Shvat. And that's how we hold that that's on the fifteenth of Shvat. So that uh is the opinion of Basil over here, here's the debate between it's if it's the first of Shvat or the fifteenth of Shvat by the Shan of the trees. Bashan will say it's the first, and Basil will say it'll be the fifteenth, and we'll hold it over here. Mishnah Aleph was a very, very long Mishnah. I'll do Mishnah Bays tomorrow.